and gentlemen, welcome into the Nat Bros Podcast. Except this week, it's not the Nat Bros Podcast. It's a variation of the Nat Bros Podcast because we have our returning special guest, Scott, our commissioner. He is here to help me handle the heavy load because Andrew is lazy. No, he's not lazy. It's not, that's not true at all. It's... Uh, <laughs> He's got stuff he's got to handle and uh, kids he's got to handle. So he might come in. He may not. I guess you guys will be surprised uh, either way. I guess we'll all be surprised either way. Either way, we'll hold right. down the fort. Exactly, exactly. Um, Scott, do you want to take it away with the current standings? Absolutely. Thank you, sir. So in first place still now for a few weeks, we have London Silly Nannies at eight and three and then we have in second place heartbeat at seven and four um also at seven and four in third place better than scott and then in fourth place don't take the bateman at seven and four and fifth place lamarvel universe at six and five sixth place shroot farms at six and five seventh place back in the hot seat at six and five and eighth place the Water Boys at six and five again. Um, in ninth place, yours truly, Scott's Tots at four and seven. Tenth place, Let's Ride at four and seven. Eleventh um, place is Biggest Loser at three and eight. And rounding out the rear end, uh, the Leprechauns is in twelfth at two and nine. So as you can see, we a lot of teams bunched up here. Um, a lot of moving parts in our league. We have three teams at seven and four from second to fourth place, and then four teams are six and five from fifth place all the way to eighth place. So we've got, that's about half the league or more that's bunched up right there from second to eighth. So a lot going on there. I think, I think something interesting about this is that there is the possibility. It is going to be challenging for you to get into the playoffs. Yeah. That being said, mm -hmm. I do think the Marvel universe is going to drop out because he's lost three in a row. And it doesn't look like he's he's got I mean, I could be wrong. He could be spending on the on the uh on the waiver wire. He's got sixty-five dollars yet left on the fab. So he could potentially kick it back up. But the thing is is like losing three in a row doesn't seem to be making the right steps to fight against that. Um so I think he'll drop out of the top six, which would be very nice for me. I'd be very happy about that. <laughs> then that just moves me into the sixth place, and I'm like, yay. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm I'm really surprised by Lamarvel dropping like that, Jacob, because if you look at his team, he is very solid. Um, Lamar Jackson, he's got – I tra I traded him Joe Mixon. He's got Damian Pierce, Aaron Jones. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, Stefan Diggs. I mean, those are just that's just a star-studded lineup right there. So I am uh, I'm surprised by this turn of events um, with him falling like that. To be honest with you, he mm. does have good options, but it's also like if I'm not mistaken, I think he fell in fell susceptible to um, not putting in the right guys. This yeah, he could have won if he had put in the right guys. So that's another challenge for him. It's, is being able to choose the right guys. So, um, getting the matchups and useful points left on the bench. So, taking it from the top, uh, back in the hot seat, yours truly. Uh, barely, well, 
I say barely. It wasn't as barely as last week's, but I did barely take out the win uh, against Heartbeat, which is kind of satisfying to me for multiple reasons. I'll get into that in a little bit. But we had an average difference, or we had a difference of points of 3.58. I did put in the best lineup that I possibly could, which is nice. I think it's a week that I've actually done it. Thank you. Um, Heartbeat Mm -hmm. left 9.2 points on the bench. If he'd have started Paris Campbell over Justin Jefferson or DeAndre Swift over Elijah Mitchell, he would have been able to beat me. I would have had 96.04. He would have had 101.66. Now, I th- there's no way you would put Paris Campbell in over Justin Jefferson, no matter how horrible the Vikings played this week. But right, not right. putting DeAndre Swift over Elijah Mitchell, I, th- I think that was something that he should have done. I think that that um, – would have definitely helped out a lot. And so that also being said, Trent, I got a bone to pick with you. How dare you <laughs> pick up Marcus Mariota knowing that I need a quarterback? Now, that being said, brilliant move. Brilliant move. And I hate you for it. It was fantastic, and I hate you. That being said, I also kind of feel like karma came back to bite you in the butt. So I was very happy about winning and being like, yay. Um, but that being said, I should not have dropped Ryan Tidehill. I did not know that Ryan would do phenomenally. Um, oh, I should say mm-hmm. phenomenally, but 19 points was great. And um, the other aspect, too, it's not that Taylor Heineke is bad, but against Houston, you can just run the ball. You don't really need a lot of like throws and stuff like that. So, Harbee, Trent, nice job. Um, sorry that you lost. Better luck next time. Actually, no. Same luck next time. That's what I hope. I hope I beat you just by a little bit. That's the way you feel it. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was a fun little thing. So, so guys, just just something. Take it out of Trent's uh, wheelhouse. Take it out of his playbook. This is a brilliant idea. If you know that your that your opponent needs a player of some sort, a tight end, uh, a quarterback, maybe a wide receiver or. Uh, running back that to fill in a position. If you know that and you have more fab dollars than they do, you can go and you can grab that person. Now, I'm not saying like if they've got 70 and you've got 80, you need to spend 71. I'm not saying that. You could. <laughs> you could. But I would definitely say in my case, I only had $4 and Trent went and spent five dollars to get Marcus Mariota, who's who I was thinking I was gonna get for free, um, and ended up nixing it to where I couldn't get it, get him. So I ended up having to choose like dog crap uh, in order to, to have a quarterback start. So keep that in mind. Great play, great move. Sorry it didn't work out for you, Trent, but I'm glad it didn't work out against me. <laughs> I got it. I got to say that was a slick move by Trent. Um, I I think it was a great fantasy football manager move. It didn't work out for him. I um yeah. I don't necessarily agree that he should have started DeAndre Swift over Elijah Mitchell just from their usage. Um, week prior, Elijah Mitchell had 18 carries, and Swift has been seeing less than 10 touches a game out of uh, the Lions' backfield. So, how long? How long is uh? Swift been um, playing because I know back. he's coming back from injury. 
How many weeks has he been back? Yeah, uh, he's he's actually been back from injury now for about two weeks or three weeks, but it's like the Lions just continue to limit him. Um, he's not. Um, they're just not using them, and they're they're using Jamal Williams about fifteen to twenty carries a game, and then yeah. they're splitting the passing game duties um, between Justin Jackson and DeAndre Swift about five to ten touches a game between each of them. So they're they're essentially using DeAndre Swift as like a backup running back. Uh, so it's and, and we think it's because he's just limited, still working his way back. Uh, so that's. Yeah. Mainly, mainly the issue. But if I had Swift on my team, he would not be starting until I saw it. Right? I would need to see it on the field yeah. um, one week, and then the next week I would play him. Um, moving on to the next matchup here, uh, we have uh, Scott's Tots. Myself got the victory over London Silly Nanny. So the guy who's in first place, Mister Jesse. That's one hundred point nine four to seventy one point five four. Um, I left 9.6 points on the bench. I should have started Brandon Cooks over Kadarius Tony and Chuba Hubbard over Deontay Foreman. Um, I would not have started Cooks over Tony. That was not going to ever happen. Uh, Kadarius Tony re-aggravated his hamstring injury in this game before he ever got a catch. And so he um, he basically got me zero in my flex this week. Uh, that's what happened there. And then Deontay Foreman, he is uh, he, he's great on weeks that the Panthers are in the game and they're running the ball. But in weeks that they are behind, he gets phased out. And this game he had, I believe, less than three points because uh, the Panthers were playing from behind. And, um, and yeah, he just – he had like seven carries for 15 yards or something of that nature. So um, just a bad week for him. Right. Uh, London Silly Nanny's left 14.2 points on the bench. He should have started Aaron Rodgers over Josh Allen and Keenan Allen over Michael Carter. Um, so, again, those are two moves that you can't really fault him for. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just having a really bad year. You'd have never started him over Josh Allen. And then no. – no. Keenan Allen over Michael Carter. That was the first uh, week that Keenan Allen was back from his injury, so you don't know how he's going to perform. So you can't blame him for benching Allen there. But even if uh, Jesse had put in his uh, best matchup, he would not have beaten me. All right. Next on the docket, for the biggest blowout of the week, better than Scott takes down Don't Take the Bateman uh, with a difference of 41.66 points. So uh, better than Scott. Had 132.06. Don't take the Bateman. Had 90.4. Better than Scott. Left 11 points on the bench. Um, should have started Jarvis Landry over A.J. Brown. Should have started Dawson Knox over Hayden Hurst. Um, I'm going to say the Jarvis Landry. Not happening because A.J. Brown is A.J. Brown. Uh, but we will talk about him later. Um, Dawson Knox, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I, I think... I think I would trust Dawson Knox a little bit more, and especially in this upcoming week. But it just seems like he's – I mean, he's just on a better offense. And so, like, I might have put Dawson Knox in over Hayden Hurst, but I can understand not doing that just to be on the safe side. Um, don't take the Bateman. Left 14 points on the bench. Should have started Latavius Murray over Devin DuVernay. I understand his reasoning for not. Number one. You wouldn't have known that they were going to kick Melvin Gordon out of the game and put Latavius Murray in more because of the fact that Gordon fumbled on the goal line. But also, 
Devin Duvernay is a necessary part, but it seems like they're going to um, – oh, shoot, who's, who's the – Demarcus Robinson. seems like they're going to Demarcus yeah, Robinson yeah. more, and I don't know why. And so Devin Duvernay doesn't seem to – he should be. He should be a part of it. But for some reason, they're not using him. And so nevertheless, even if Andrew had started uh, all of his – Guys, there's no way he would have been able to win. So it would have been 132.06 to 104.4. Yeah. Nathan has got a, a very dangerous team. I was fortunate to uh, play him last week when he had an off week. But if you look at Nathan's lineup, he's he is one of the most dangerous teams in the league, I believe. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, you got it. If he – which I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it into the into the playoffs – if he makes it in the playoffs, he got to hope and pray that his team has an off week. Like that's because because he's really come back from a pretty. I mean, I'm pretty sure at one point in time he was tenth or or ninth or something like that. It's just slowly been climbing the ranks. Like even when he was up against uh, Trent, um, I was like, I think I think Nathan's gonna win, and he did. And I was like, man, it's just one of those challenges for him for sure. Yeah, the um, the emergence of Travis Etienne really helped Nathan. I mean, whenever Etienne took over the leading the lead back in Jacksonville, that I mean, that just mm-hmm. vaulted his team because uh, he's got three others running backs that are just excellent too: um, Kamara, Derrick Henry, and um, uh, Tony Pollard. So I mean, four just oh, really yeah. good stud running backs. I mean, he's going to be really tough to beat. Yeah. Next matchup, we have um, a low-scoring matchup here. Uh, biggest loser was defeated by the Waterboys. The final score, 79.02 to 70.86. So whenever you only score 79 points and you get a victory, I think you should feel very fortunate um, that your opponent had a worse week than you, but <laughs> you should not be too excited about your own week. Um, anyways, the Waterboys actually yeah. put in their best lineup and got the victory. Uh, so no changes were needed there. Biggest loser did leave 15.2 on the bench. Uh, he should have started Justin Watson over Rondell Moore, Cole Komet over Robert Tonian, um, and Noah Brown over Daryl Henderson Jr. So three different changes that he could have made there uh, in order to get mm-hmm. the victory. Uh, and to be honest, I would have played Cole Komet over Tonian, but the other two – I probably agree with him on. No. So I think um yeah. the issue is like not knowing about Justin Justin Watson. Cause like you would have never imagined that Justin Watson would all of a sudden be used like crazy. Um is he Green Bay? He is Green Bay, right? Yeah. Let me double right. check. Right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And so you would you wouldn't imagine that he would be getting a ton of work when you've got these other mm-hmm. elements out there, these other people. But as far as Cole Komet, Cole Komet's seen like the two weeks prior has at least scored a touchdown in each, and he's been doing yeah. really well. And so, yeah, starting him over Robert Tanyan would have been a much better thing. But as far as like Noah Brown, no one would have guessed that the Cowboys would have put up 40 points on, um, on Minnesota. But, you know, yeah, so – Otherwise, I agree with you. I would start Cole Komet. I would would have started everybody else that he started. 
Yeah, so ju- uh, I just looked him up. Uh, Justin Watson is actually Kansas City, not Green Bay. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Kadarius Tony went out, um, and they've pretty much only got like Justin Watson, Sky Moore, Travis Kelsey. That's why Kelsey ended up with three touchdowns. So next matchup, Shoot Farms took down the Leprechauns, um, 107.1 to 96.02. Uh, Shrew Farms left 5.8 points on the bench. Uh, could have started Drake London over Mike Williams and Kareem Hunt over Miles Sanders. Both of those guys, there's no way. Um, Drake London, I could understand wanting to start him over Mike Williams to t- try and because Mike Williams is also coming back from injury, and obviously he did get re-injured. Um, but I understand trying to take a shot. With uh, with Mike Williams over Drake, but yeah, definitely needing to have that um, that prove it game. Um, as far as Cream Hunt over Miles Sanders, heck no, I don't trust Cream Hunt. Actually, it's not it's not so much that I love <laughs> yeah. Cream Hunt. He's a great running back, but it's the Browns. I don't trust the Browns and whatever's going on with why they don't like Cream Hunt, why they didn't trade him, what in the world is happening? Who knows? Um, Leprechauns left 14.88 points on the bench. Should have started Andy Dalton over Colt McCoy. I assume – here's the thing. Actually, I, I, I'll say this. I think the reason why this happened is because he was hoping that he could uh, – who, who owns the Leprechauns? Who is that? That's uh, Michael. Michael, okay. Michael Murphy. I assume Michael was thinking that he was going to have was going to Kyler Murray. And so yes, not having exactly Kyler Murray. Murray. Yeah, not having Kyler Murray and then all of a sudden having to uh, shift and go for Cole McCoy, that ended up kind of like biting him in the butt. That being said, mm-hmm. we knew going into Monday that – or even going into Sunday, we knew that Kyler Murray may not play. It's always good. Like, like uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. What, what would be another example? Um, like, I was in another league. I have Josh Allen. And I was waiting and I was expecting. I was like, what if Josh Allen goes down? What if he – what if I lose him? Um, if I lose him, then I need to make sure that I've got something to pivot. But I waited until Saturday to hear – is Josh Allen going to play? And it just kept saying, going to go, going to go, going to like practice to say, practice to say, practice to say, going to go. I'm like, all right, cool. Now, that being said, not knowing that with Kyler Murray, you want to try and pivot earlier. I know there's a chance that Colt McCoy could have a good idea, but against going against San Francisco, it's Colt McCoy. There's a reason why he's a backup. He's <laughs> not going to get you a lot of points. Um but yeah, that's kind of the challenge. So, if uh, if Michael had started Andy Dalton over Colt McCoy, he would have actually won. Uh, it would have been one hundred seven point one to one ten point nine. Yeah, he definitely took a gamble by trying to wait uh, to Monday night. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. But um, but yeah, he took the gamble and lost with it. Cody um, has made has made a very nice comeback in our league. He started the year zero and two um, or zero and three, one of the two. And mm-hmm. he has now come back to six and five. So he's uh, he has you know made a turnaround, been very active in trying to improve his team, and it's so far it's paying mm-hmm. off. So 
I just hope it stops paying off. I need to get into sixth place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a you know what it's shaping up to be is a dog fight for the last spot or two in the playoffs. That's mm-hmm. what it's shaping up to be. And I need about three or four teams in front of me to start losing a lot for me to jump in there too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <clears throat> but uh Anyways, uh, all right, last matchup of the week we've got here, LaMarvel Universe versus Let's Ride. Let's Ride took the victory 86.28 to 69.96. So um, just under 70 there for LaMarvel Universe. And we were just talking about him earlier in this podcast about how I'm actually kind of surprised with as talented as his roster is that he has been struggling recently. And you see here he failed to reach 70 points. Um, Let's Ride left just 2.8 points on the bench, and um, he well, should me, have started get, Kyron um, Williams. Yeah, and I see on our little cheat sheet here, we don't have a name that Kyron Williams should have started over. Do you see that? It's because, yeah, yeah, I, I see that. I, I don't know what happened. Yeah, it's it's Chase Claypool. Yeah, number five. All right. So should have started Kyron Williams over Chase Claypool. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know that I would have made that move myself because Kyron Williams seems to be in a very split backfield of the Rams. So um, that's not just, anymore uh, though. <clears throat> yeah, it looks like uh, looks like can't well can't Cam Akers took fourteen carries last week, but you know okay so he took the workload, but now you. What I have to assess is how much can we trust that? Because you know McVay, you know what he's been doing this year. It's like one week one guy gets the bulk of the carries, another week another guy does. How much do you trust that it's going to be Cam Akers going forward? I don't have a lot of trust mm-hmm. in it. Does that mean that he's not worth picking up? No. Like I think he's worth a speculative ad, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Until I see it more consistently, I don't know that I would trust it. You know, mm-hmm. um, well, the other the other aspect me. too is um, the other aspect is they got rid of Daryl Henderson. They waived him, I believe. Yeah, they just dropped him today. Yeah. yeah. So. So maybe maybe they want it to be Cam Akers and Kyron Williams uh, moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, it is to be seen. It's kind of it's really hard to know until you see it on the field with some of these teams because they're just they keep everything so vague. But. Um, right. Anyways, back to our matchup here, LaMarvel Universe. He left a lot on the bench, 26.3 points. That's that's a ton. Um, he should have started Brandon Ayuk over MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He also should have started George Pickens over Damian Pierce. I can see starting um, Ayuk over MVS because if you look at Ayuk's mm-hmm. stats this year, he actually, even though he there's a lot of mouths to feed in San Fran, he has been putting up really good numbers. He has been catching a lot of... Uh, touchdowns, so he's been having a good year. Pickens over Damian Pierce, I would never do that. Damian Pierce is one of the um, – he's, he's in line for Rookie of the Year, one of the finalists, having a terrific year. Uh, Pierce is the definite definite start there. Had Jacob uh, made these changes, though, he would have won. Um, so mm-hmm. there he is. He, he started the wrong guys and lost. Yep. But uh, anyways, yep. that's our last so, matchup of the week here. There are four teams – yeah, there were four teams that could have won their matchups if they had started out, started the right guys. And so, yeah, it's definitely a big challenge for sure. Um, all right, 
matchups to look forward to this week. So uh, back in the hot seat uh, versus Let's Ride, I think I got a pretty good chance. Um, just especially as Jonathan Taylor continues to do really well, Christian McCaffrey continues to dominate. Um, and I think I think that those two, I'll be able to ride those two through to, and plus also having Christian Watson. Um, that, that was a yeah. really great pickup. And I'm really thinking that that's going to, that he's going to, help me out a lot i would choose you in this matchup you're getting gino back um and pacheco Mm -hmm. has really stepped forward and jonathan taylor has started playing better um so i do think you have the upper hand here where let's ride could possibly come in here and steal a victory from you is um he is getting tyreek hill back after his bye week um as we know tyreek is just a stud and then uh, Najee Harris has been uh, mm-hmm. playing better the past couple of weeks. It seems like Pittsburgh has lit a fire underneath him, and he has responded mm-hmm. and has been playing better. So you've got um, those two guys right there, Tyreek and Najee, could possibly um, vault the let's ride Put in up. this matchup, but I do think you have the upper hand. Yep. All right. How about Scott's Tots versus London Silly Days? Ooh, man. That's going to be a challenging one. Um Man, it's hard to go against you. You've, you've rattled off four in a row. And, like, Jamal Williams is being used, like, religiously. Um, Jeff, Jeff Wilson Jr. doing great. Mari Cooper, I think he'll do great against Tampa Bay. And then Tua's coming back. You've got Tua coming back, and I think that that's going to be a very useful thing. Obviously, he's got Josh Allen. Um, he's got Joshua Palmer, who's very strong. Uh, I think Adam Thielen can be just thrown away. You don't really need him. Um, Saquon <laughs> Barkley, obviously. But Saquon against Dallas, I think, could be a little challenging. He may, he may not get very many points. Um, Taysom, oh, Taysom Hill. That's true. Dallas win. is a tough matchup. Yeah. But Taysom Hill could really light a fire, especially if he continues like being a quarterback. Um, that's still a good place to be and stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially as a tight end, if you can use him as tight end, um, I would say if he gets rid of Melvin Gordon and throws Keaton Allen in there, especially Keaton Allen against Arizona, man, this is going to be a good matchup. It's going to be a good one. Um, I still like your chances over over him, just because you're getting you're getting Kenneth Walker back. Um, Jamal Williams has yeah. just been great. Jeff Wilson Jr. getting him back to his Havaloa. Like you won in a weakened position last week. So this week you're you're almost at full strength. And so I think that she'll be able to take the win. Um, hopefully I don't put, you know, um, sound too cocky and then it comes up back and bite me in the butt. But I do think that I have a, a decent chance here. Um, by projections, you know, if you look at to me, if you look at Jesse's team, his team is being is upheld by two players, Josh Allen and Saquon Barkley, and then after that, it's a it's a lot of kind of so so um, average kind of players. I think that you know, I, it's probably has to do with the scheduling this year, but I do think Jesse has been overperforming some in, with his top ranking. Um, of, you know, he has a record of eight and three, but if you look at the points scored, um, he's actually, I believe in sixth place in points scored. 
So um, I do believe uh, his team is overperforming some, and uh, I think that I would give myself the edge in this matchup. Better than Scott versus Biggest Loser. Um, give me better than Scott. Just He's been on a roll. I mean, you got, again, like you said, four stud running backs. And, mm-hmm. yeah, what else do you need? Not much. Um, I think – I think Henry will run all over Cincinnati. I think Kamara will have some fun in San Francisco. Uh, I think Pollard will, is just going crazy. Um, Travis Etienne seems to be great. I think AJ Brown might even get back into old, his old form and um, do really good against Green Bay. He's got Eckler. That's his. That's his stud. Besides Eckler, um, you know he doesn't really have any any kind of. Fantasy studs that would match up with uh, with Nathan here. Um, after his four stud running backs yeah. and AJ Brown, like you mentioned, he's he has Olave who is who is solid. He also and then to top it off, he has mm-hmm. Joe Burrow who is um, a very you know he's not like elite elite QB, but I mean he's very solid. He'll put you up some twenty something point games, you know. So yeah, like like we were talking about earlier, Nathan is very tough to beat, and so I would definitely give him the the victory in this one. Yeah, because starting Matthew Stafford, not a great choice. You got three quarterbacks, yeah, and Trevor Lawrence is maybe the best out of those three right now. And even then, it's like, mm-hmm. man, there's yeah, there's just not really much hope for the biggest loser. There is a reason why that name is there, I guess. Man, <laughs> all right, heartbeat versus the Water Boys. This is the one that we're or one the one that I'm really interested in. Yeah, I got to give it to. I'm going to give it to Heartbeat. Um, I mean, unless unless Heartbeat lays a goose egg like he did this week for me, I just don't see how um, how anybody can match up, how I'm not going to be able to match up against him. I just don't see it working. And especially losing right, Kyle yeah. Pitts. I mean, then again, losing Kyle Pitts may actually be one of the best things that could happen for you. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just because, like, you got to put him out there. You paid so much for him. Plus, also, uh, apparently it looks like Jamar Chase might be back. So there is a possibility of being able to have true. a really good contest between the two. But, mm-hmm. yeah, getting getting rid of uh, Devontae Parker and throwing in Jamal, Jamal uh, Chase would be really good. So Or Jamar, Jamar Chase. I don't Jamal know. Chase, you mean Jamar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... So yeah, I would I would give it to I'll give it to Heartbeat coming off of the loss that I handed to him. You're welcome. <laughs> um, Matt, who manages the Water Boys, he's going to have to go to uh, the waiver wire. It looks like to pick up someone for tight end because Pitts is his only tight end. He's got Justin Fields, so he's got he's solid at QB. Um, he's got Debo. And then he's got some he's got some pretty above average wideouts Lockett, Christian Kirk. Um, if Jamar Chase comes back, that's an elite wideout. But that being said, I mean he's got a decent team. Heartbeat though, Trent, he's one of those teams in our league. He's like one of two or three teams. Like him and Nathan are kind of neck and neck right there. Whenever you just whenever you look at their team, you're just like, wow, like that, you know, who if his team is on, like nobody can beat him, you know. Mahomes at QB, yeah. <clears throat> Justin Jefferson, CD Lamb, DeAndre Hopkins, all at wideout. I mean, that's like 
three of the top ten wideouts in the league right there. Uh, Nick Chubb at um, at running back. He's a little weaker at running back because uh, he does. He has David Montgomery. He does have Eli Mitchell, but um, so solid but weaker at running back. But he's he's just got a really good team. True Farms versus Don't Take the Bateman. Even more implications. This was a little bit harder. Again, I am rooting for my brother. I'm just letting y'all know. I'm rooting for Andrew. I want him to win <laughs> because I benefit. Um, but that being said. I'll send him a message and tell him that you're rooting for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I'm always rooting for my brother, you know. Yeah, unless I'm playing him, then I'm not. <laughs> um, for this week, I think Cody's going to do it or Andrew. No, I was just going to say this is a Got tough matchup to call. I think it's I think it's pretty evenly matched. <laughs> so I would say this, as far as as far as tight end goes, Cody, one hundred percent. Otherwise, okay. I don't know, because um, it's like Andrews. I would say Andrews got the better running back in Josh Jacobs, but. As far as the tandem goes, I think it looks like Miles Sanders and Ramondre Stevenson are going to be better together. As far as right. wide receivers go, automatically looking at it because Andrew hasn't changed anything, it looks like Sutton and Metcalf are definitely better than Samuel and Duvernay. However, Andrew gets Waddle back, and he also gets Evans. And so that's true. it could be destructive. That's what I'm. Th- that's what I'm thinking. Is mm-hmm. like I think. I think if Andrew plays, obviously he's going to play Waddle. Um, he might play Evans, uh, just because Evans is up against uh, Cleveland, and then also having Latavius Murray, Murray be the main back in Denver. I think that will boost his ability. Plus James Connors back. I mean, I think overall. Unless Kelsey has like another thirty plus point day, I think there's mm-hmm. any could because you're going against the Rams. But I don't know that man. That was a tough one. Man. I might give yeah, I the edge here to Andrew. I think. Okay. Why is that? Um, all right. So let's look at QB. You got Hertz for Andrew versus uh, Herbert for Cody. That's definitely uh, Andrew. And then you got Sutton and Metcalf um, for Cody at wideout. And then I'm gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and assume that Andrew's gonna put in Waddle and Evans at wideout. And I think Waddle and Evans are better as a pair. Yep. Um, then you've got for Andrew Josh Jacobs, and he he'll either have he'll either keep Corderell there or he'll put Connor in at running back. Yeah. And then you versus Miles Sanders and Ramondre Stevenson. That is very hard to call. Um, I might, I might just call that a toss-up. You know, right. um, that's very hard to call. Kelsey versus Andrews tight end. Who's he's not? He's not going to start McKitty again. No. So I mean, but that definitely goes to Cody. You know, mm-hmm. um, Kelsey. Who he gets. Just, Doesn't matter either. who he gets. <laughs> Kelsey <laughs> will always take it all day, every day. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Then. Uh, 
then at flex, you just don't know who they're going to start at flex. Um, right. Cody has Antonio Gibson. He also has Mike Williams. I'm sure if Mike Williams is playing, Cody will start him. But yeah. then if Mike Williams is not playing, he's got Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, he's also got Drake London, and he's also got mm-hmm. DJ Moore. So he could throw any of those guys in there. I don't know which one Cody will like the best. Yeah. Um, then uh, Andrew, he's got James Conner slash Corderell. I don't know how he's going to which one he's going to throw in flex. And then his other flex could be Latavius Murray. Right. Um, right. Since he's going to take the lead role in Denver right. or Isaiah McKenzie, but I, I imagine it would be Latavius Murray. And yeah. I think as far as Andrew's flexes, yeah, he's going to probably be playing um, Murray and Connor or Murray and Patterson, whichever, however that I think he'll play two run, four running backs total and then have his two wide receivers. Cause I don't, I don't think he – maybe he might do Curtis Samuel as a flex. But, yeah. But there's no way that he's not having Waddle and Evans in there. Slight edge, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah, so I um, I, I think I would say Andrew has the edge. Um, the Marvel Universe takes on the Leprechauns. Can we just say LaMarvel's going to win? Because Michael's not doing anything. <laughs> like, it's just – he's just there. <laughs> I mean, he's trying. I'm not. I shouldn't say he's not doing anything, but he's not making trades. I mean, like, yeah, it's it's like, yeah. like you got Tyler Conklin as tight end. You got Kenyon Drake at running back. Allen Robinson does he play? Like Darius Slayton, great choice. You need him. Like he's absolutely necessary. But I mean, you've got Lamar Jackson, Stephon Diggs. You got Joe Mixon now, thanks to our jerk commissioner. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you got Raheem Mostert, yeah. Aaron Jones. Mate, no, 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 no. Aaron Jones is going to have a rough day against Philly. Um, Brandon Ayuk might do well against New Orleans. Yeah, there's, there's. I don't think there's anything. At least anything Michael can do. Maybe, maybe, maybe starting Nico Collins um, in place of Allen Robinson. Because I just don't think Allen – or then again, Allen Robinson's not a bad choice because um, the Rams are going to have to toss it a lot. Um, but maybe yeah. maybe put A.J. Dillon over Kenyon Drake. Uh, unless Gus Edwards is out, then obviously Kenyon Drake. Um, and he's not – I mean, Dalvin Cook is there, but he got, he got stopped pretty early on uh, just because Minnesota couldn't do anything. Uh, Devontae Adams – Decent against Seattle, I think he'll be all right. Uh, T. Higgins has a chance against Tennessee. Tennessee secondary is—it's not bad. I mean, we were able to to do something against Green Bay, but having Jamar Chase out there and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd—it's going to make it more difficult for the Titans for sure. And so having T. Higgins out there, there's a good chance that he could he could put in a lot of um, a lot of work. A lot of good stuff. Uh, Jacob, to me, who's La Marvel Universe, he is – he's kind of like – he's got a very solid team, and he's kind of, in my mind, a tick below um, Trent and Nathan, what we were talking about earlier. Whenever you look okay. at Jacob's roster, um, it, he's very solid. Lamar Jackson and then Stephon Diggs, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown at wideout, Joe Mixon, Damian Pierce, Aaron Jones at running back. And then Tyler Higby, who's a good, solid tight end. He's not mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey, but he's solid. Right. 
Um, I mean, just a really great lineup. So I'm surprised Jacob has been doing bad here. When you look at uh, Michael's uh, roster, I'm surprised Michael is doing so bad because if you look at his roster, he's got some really good players. Kyler Murray at QB, Devontae Adams, T. Higgins at wideout. That's a solid duo right there. Dalvin Cook at running back. Um, I mean, A.J. Dillon, who's – well, really, I don't know if I should mention A.J. Dillon because he's actually had kind of a bad year. but yeah. um, <laughs> That's why he's doing so badly is because Kyler Murray yeah. hasn't been performing the way that he needs to. Devontae Adams doesn't have a great quarterback throwing to him. I mean, this past game was his best, if I'm not mistaken. And then you have T. Higgins, who's not the number one, isn't getting as much attention. And then Dalvin Cook, who's great, absolutely – but then that's it. That's why, like, you got Tyler Conklin. Like, that's – you got Kenyon yeah. Drake. That's a backup. You got Allen Robinson, who sucks even without Cup. You got Darius Slayton, who is coming back. Like, he's coming back into his own. But that's, like, the next best after his his top four. Like, so that's, that's yeah. very easily the reason why he's not doing as well. It's just because, like, even looking at his, his backups – Robert Woods, what? Andy Dalton, what? <laughs> AJ Dillon, sucks. Nico Collins, what? Colt McCoy, well, we'll just we'll just ignore Colt McCoy. But those <laughs> those guys like as your backups, Allen Robinson would be a backup. Kenyon Drake should be a backup. Tyler Conklin should be a backup. But those are guys that he has to mm-hmm. he has to start. And so in the future, yes. what he's got to do is he's got to make some make, make some good trades. Like getting rid of Dalvin Cook in order to pick up two good players in order to fill that mm-hmm. running back position and also fill flex positions. But if you don't do that, or get rid of Devontae Adams. I mean, you've got decent wide receivers. Get rid of Devontae Adams and, and get a better running back, an okay wide receiver, and you'll be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally follow oh, yeah. you there. I, I can see what you're saying with him, and I, I agree. Um, he's got a very – for me, Michael has a very solid base for a good team. You know, Devontae Adams is one of the top receivers in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, one of the top running backs in the NFL. T. Higgins mm-hmm. and Kyler Murray, also terrific ba- pieces. But then mm-hmm. after that, it's like it drops pretty significantly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I can see that. So, yeah, in this matchup here – I definitely give the edge to Jacob Lamarvel yeah. Universe to yeah. uh, to take home the victory. Um, so we'll see what happens if uh, if if Michael loses another one that will put him at two and ten. So yeah, um, hopefully he can get get another couple of victories before the end of the year, though. Especially against Lamarvel, please. I need it. Please help me out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move into uh, who surprised you in a good way. Tony Pollard has been doing great things, even though the Dallas Cowboys are like, we want to go to Zeke. Zeke's our number one. We're going to continue using him. Tony Pollard is just electric, and it's crazy. Um, he did, he's got 33, 20, and 33 points in the last three weeks. Just a solid running back. Also, Traylon Burks. I do want to mention this. Um, I am going after Traylon Burks. He's only played three games. In two of the games, like he got less than double-digit points. This past game, they used him. He got 14.6 points. I think he's going to be a necessary part of the Titans' offense going forward. All right, so let me uh, 
since I know we're, we are recording this on uh, Tuesday night and waivers are on tonight and this won't be released until Saturday, I feel free to, to say this. Um, <laughs> I am also going after Traylon Burks and <laughs> I will save you the time. I know that you have $4 <laughs> in your fab. I have $18 in my fab. So... Um, yeah, so I, I don't know how much I'm going to bid on Traylon yet, but I do know for a fact At in my five. mind, I already knew. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, even if I didn't know that you were going to go after him, it, I still would have bid more than five. Um, yeah. I don't know. It'll I'll, I'll, pro I'll end up bidding probably somewhere in the neighborhood of half of my fab or something like that. But why, why not go all 18? Because there might, because I want, because there might be another guy or two that I want to add, um, from waivers this week. And we've got a few more weeks left in the season. I don't want to throw all my eggs in one basket. Uh, there might right. be some other guys I want to add in the, in the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Makes but, sense. Uh, I get that. But I think Burks is a, yeah, I think Burks is a good one. I had him on my list, too. The way I looked at this here is uh, surprises in a good way. Trying to look at guys that I could see maybe moving forward, they have some good upside. You know, because you can see, you know, anybody can just pop one week and score, you know, 30 points, and then they don't do much of anything else the rest of the year. Right. So I'm trying to look at guys that, you know, hey, they look – yeah, it looks like they could have some – uh, some success here, sustained success. Mm -hmm. um, so, Burks is one. Uh, I also have uh, um, the Chargers receiver, Joshua Palmer. Um, right. He scored 26.6 uh, .6 points this week. He had yep. eight catches on 10 targets for 106 yards and two touchdowns. Now, um, Palmer's role is going to be heavily de dependent on uh, the health of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. But Mike Williams re-injured his, uh, his ankle, I believe it's his ankle, yep. and he yep. left the game this week. So yep. depending on the severity of Mike Williams' injury, Joshua Palmer may see some more extended run here, and yeah. he could be a big part of that Chargers passing game. Yep. So I've got him on the list. Um, the second uh, guy I have on the list is a guy that you were able to get that you mentioned earlier, Christian Watson. And so he, yeah, he has surprised me in a good way. Um, he popped that first week and he scored three touchdowns, I think. And, yeah. you know, I, in my mind, honestly, I was thinking, oh, you know, well, that's probably like he probably popped and then maybe he's just going to level out and just be kind of meh the rest of the way, you know, but yeah. that was absolutely not the case. 19.1 points here in his second week. He had four catches on six targets for 48 yards and two touchdowns. He also carried the ball once for three yards. So mm -hmm. he has five touchdowns in the last two weeks. So it looks like we may be starting to see a trend where, hey, Christian Watson is a integral part of the Packers' pass offense. Yep. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I spent so much on him is because I was like – Yeah. I, I, I took a gamble. I took a gamble, but I was like, I think that – He's been he's been gradually being worked in, and now that he seems to have Rogers' trust, I think that he will be integral for the future for the Packers. And I was like, mm -hmm. I need to get that guys that I'm worried about. Uh, obviously, Alan Lazard because of the fact that it seems like Christian Watson is um, taking on the number one role. 
which is great and unfortunate uh, because I have both. And also, I'm a little worried about AJ Brown. Um, not, I, I'm not terribly worried for for the reasons that a he was going up against two good off good defenses, the Commanders and the Colts. Like those are decent defenses. They're going to be able to cover. They're going to be able to uh, prevent him from getting as many points as he needs. Uh, I think against Green Bay, he should be all right. This will be a telling game. If he doesn't do well against Green Bay, I think there's a problem. And I don't know if it's like a injury or some kind of other problem. How about you? Who, do you, who are you worried about? The first one on the list here, uh, Melvin Gordon. Um, hmm. Obvious reasons, not doing good in Denver. He got cut. Also, Daryl Henderson got cut, so you could add him into the same category. It's hmm. like, what in the world? I did not see that coming. The future for these guys is very shaky. Um the second guy I have on the list here, Lamar Jackson. And you might be thinking, Scott, you are crazy. Why do you have Lamar Jackson on this list? That is because if you look at his – like he's he's viewed as an elite quarterback. But if you look at his season stats and in our league, his point distribution, he's actually not that elite. Um, he has spike weeks where he does very well. But in this past week, he only scored 15.46 points. And there are actually a number of weeks where he has scored around 15 points. The third guy I have is uh, Corderell Patterson. Corderell uh, just came back from injury uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. He, he had some kind of a leg injury. It may have been a hamstring. And uh, But prior to the injury, he was like an, a very solid RB2, gets you 15 to 20 touches a game, uh, score you 15 points a game, just really good production. Since he has been back, he is in more of a timeshare in the Atlanta backfield. Tyler Algier um, and even Caleb Huntley have both been eating into his work. In this past week, he only had 10.9 points, and he only had 10 carries. He also mm-hmm. did have two catches. Uh but only getting 12 touches a game, that is uh, down from his usual production. Deontay Foreman, he is on my team. And I will say this, I am concerned about Deontay Foreman if I see a very solid team uh, as the opponent. Because Foreman is a guy that they don't include much in the pass game. He is a run-between-the-tackles kind of running back. And if the Panthers get behind in a game, which they do often because they're not that good, then Foreman gets phased out and he will get me less than five points. On the other hand, if the Panthers are in the game or are winning, they will feed him the ball 20-something times a game and he will get me like 30 points. So very feast or famine, but I'm concerned about him on those off games. Let's go Let's go through the games this week. We'll just pick real quick. Maybe not a lot of analysis, maybe a – Brief a bit amount of analysis for closer games potentially, but for the most part, sure. let's just go. All right, the game we actually care about—the only one we really care about—the uh, Bengals at the Titans. <laughs> I'm taking the Titans. I don't care. I don't, I don't care if the Bengals are okay. I, there's no discussion needed. I'm taking the Titans because my heart just wants to. <laughs> I'm doing yeah. I'm doing the Titans as well, and I think that Mike Vrabel is a very good coach, and he is he is taking a mediocre roster that the Titans have and turned them into a contender. Like they are very good. Um, I think the Titans are very well coached, and I think that they are 
beating teams that might have more talent than them, but mm-hmm. they are scheming and they're doing very well. Let me give you. Let me give you this as a devil's advocate. Um, there's a there's the 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 Bengals are one point favorites. They're getting Jamar Chase back now. Obviously, it's going to be somewhat of a hobble Jamar Chase potentially, but if they have him back. How are you feeling in relationship to the Titans secondary and the Titans being able to save off the Bengals? Hmm. Um, so if Jamar Chase is back, I would want to know, are they limiting his reps or is he a full go? Um, and I mean, he definitely would add another weapon to that offense. Uh, mm. I still want to say the Titans though. You're a homer. That's the reason why. Let's just be real. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. The Titans have a, one of the best run defenses in the NFL. So I think that mm-hmm. they can very well just phase Joe Mixon completely out of the game. Actually, it's going to be P. Ryan, not Mixon. I think whoever's at running back for the Bengals, they can just completely face him out of the game. And I think it's going to be up to Joe Burrow um, and getting these receivers the ball. Um, and I, I just think I, I don't. I just think the Titans are going to they're going to find a way to win. I think you know after watching that Titans Chiefs game where the Titans almost beat the Chiefs with Malik yeah. Willis. Yeah. You know, in Kansas City. Yep. It's just like, wow. Like, I was not expecting that at all. Buccaneers mm-hmm. and the Browns. Um, you can be the Buccaneers. Um, they're back mm-hmm. now. And I wouldn't be surprised if having a full full allotment of targets, uh, if wow. Mr. TB12 ends up lighting things on fire. So, yeah, I'll take I'll take the Bucs. You think so? Yeah. All right, he got it. Yeah, I'm looking for – I'm looking for standings right now. I don't know exactly who I want in this game. Uh, they're three and seven. I didn't realize they were <laughs> that bad. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Bucks too. Yeah, yeah. Good I'm choice. not too you know I'm not too confident in the Bucks, but against the Browns, I'll take them. Falcons at the Commanders. Um, give me the Commanders. I mean, I think that they'll. I think that their defense will be able to hold the Falcons. Um, I don't think, and, and I think they've got. I think Tyler Heineke, Taylor, Taylor Heineke is doing Taylor really Heineke. Things. Yeah, Taylor Heineke is doing really good things. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see how the Falcons I mean the Falcons have been surprising, but I'm still gonna take the commanders are still I mean and that that amazing win over the Eagles will definitely be blasting the commanders off into outer space. This is a tough one for me. Um Mm, this one, this stat may have just sold it for me. Mm, here's the thing. So this is, where is this at? Oh, this is in Washington. Mm, I'm going to go Commanders 2. Uh, the Falcons are 1-4. Is there a way record? Oh, God. Um, yeah, they're not that good away. I was uh, I was leaning Falcons until I saw that. All right, Bears at the Jets. Jets for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm hard-pressed to choose the Bears. Because, I mean, like, I mean – the, the AFC East is doing really good things. And so, I mean, everybody, everybody in the AFC East is above 500. Everybody. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take the Jets over the Bears. Oh, the Bears are three and eight. Yeah, give me the Jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the Jets. Ravens at the Jaguars. Give me the Ravens. The Jags suck. And I'm so happy they're in our division. <laughs> <laughs> I will also take the Ravens. They are they're they're definitely a more complete team. Texans at the Dolphins. 
Dolphins are 12-point favorites. I'm going to take the Dolphins. Who in the world doesn't? You got Tua Tagovailoa. You got Jalen Waddle. You got Tyree Hill. You got Jeff Wilson Jr. You got Raheem Moser. What can – I mean, I think the Dolphins are just going to eat the Texans, which I don't think is a normal thing to say. But Dolphins are going to do that. Like it's just, there's nothing the Texans can do. I also have the Dolphins, and this is a very easy decision. Broncos and the Panthers. Man, that's a tough one. Um, and not because both teams are good, because both teams are bad. <laughs> yeah, right. I think the Panthers are starting uh, Sam Darnold, too. They are. That's right. Yeah. I saw that earlier today. Yeah. And I'm looking so, here. At, I'm going to take the Panthers. I'm going to take – got to take the Bronx. i got to take the Broncos only, only because of the defense. That's it. I think this week there's a chance that the Broncos' defense scores more points than the offense. Chargers at the Cardinals. Um, yeah, give me the Chargers. Um, Kyler Murray coming back from a concussion, I think. Seeing what Joshua Palmer can do. Keenan Allen coming back and being incredibly useful, incredibly essential. Uh, I think Austin Eckler will be able to have a great game. So I'll take the Chargers. Gotcha. I would take them as well. Raiders at the Seahawks. Um, Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean – it's nice having Kenneth Walker. It's nice having uh, Geno Smith. It's nice having DK Metcalf. It's nice having uh, Tyler Walker might even have a decent game. I'll take the Seahawks, especially in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saints at the 49ers? Yeah, yeah, 49ers. 49ers, 49ers, and it's not very close. That's uh, But wait until the next one. They're solid. Rams at the Chiefs. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> high school. This high one. School peewee, like a PB team versus like a professional NFL team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Give me a professional NFL 14 team. point favorites. <laughs> Ridiculous. But man, I, I don't know if I would take the points because 14 points is a lot, but it is Kansas City. Yeah. So um, I'm not going to say I'm going to take the points, but I would definitely say that Kansas City will have a field day with the Los mm-hmm. Angeles Rams. I also will take the Chiefs, and I will also add this. I mean, think about – at the beginning of the year, whenever everybody thought that the Rams were still excellent. Looking yes. at this game at the beginning of the year, you would have yeah. thought, oh, yeah, Rams at Chiefs, dude, that's going to be a shootout. Packers at the Eagles. I'll take the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. I mean, the Packers, the Packers are just worthless right now. Steelers at the Colts. Monday Night Football. Yeah, give me the Colts. I just, I think, I think that Jeff Saturday is getting in to play, getting in to play well. And I need Jonathan Taylor to have an amazing week. <laughs> mm, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Colts. Uh, the Jeff Saturday move, while I was definitely doubtful of it at first, he, mm-hmm. he has gotten them to play well. He has. He, they only lost to the Eagles by one point this past week. Yep. And the Steelers are three and seven overall and one and four on the road. So yep. I'm gonna take the Colts. And I think you and I only differed on one matchup. Yeah, I think so. The what was that one? Panthers Broncos. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. I want to thank Scott for being here again and uh, boosting our views. Because um, I know your family's going to watch and be like, hey, Scott's on the internet. <laughs> if you are watching on YouTube, please click the subscribe button, click the like button, click the bell. That way you can be notified when we post more. Hopefully, next week, my brother will join us. If you are listening on your podcasting app, click subscribe, leave us a five star review. Tell Scott how beautiful he is. And, yeah, that's it. I'm Nick. I'm Scott. And as always, do you remember this? 
you have an open invitation to our conversation. Yes, you do. Bye-bye. <laughs>